What's good, people? Episode three here of the AJ Rose Show. We've got another brilliant guest for you. Thanks for all the support in the previous episodes. That's appreciated. Keep streaming it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. I still haven't put it on Amazon yet. Apologies for the small, small percentage of people that listen on Amazon. But yeah, cool. Today's guest. What can I say about today's guest? Mm. Brilliant comedian, Amazon special. When you type in the word Michael O into Amazon, he's the third Michael O that comes up. The third one? The third okay. one. After Michael O'Hare and Michael Owen. I didn't know that. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll try and change that algorithm-wise. Yeah, one day we're going to get you to the first Michael O. He's got a Wikipedia page. Mm. It's none other than Michael Odewale. Oh, wow. Wow, what an intro. I felt like a guest pastor at church, <laughs> just, just having all the blessings weighing down before I... Before I deliver my sermon, and I appreciate you. At uh, what's going on with Amazon though? Why am I the Why am I the third name? I would have thought I had the Michael O. Just sort of down. Yeah, I thought that as well. Michael O. D. I didn't. I don't know who that is. No O. D. Once you put in Michael and then O. D. I should be the top name after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's O'Hare. I don't know who Michael O'Hare is either. Okay. I know Michael Owen. The plan is to be the top Michael O. Within the next five years, and then top Michael. Oh, nah, well, I mean, there's a lot of money. Who have I got to beat? I got to beat Jordan, Michael Jordan, Jackson, Jackson, um, Dapper, Dapper. I'm not even the top black Michael comedian <laughs> in the UK. So, we, you know, we got to change that. We got to change that, bro. Go stream his Amazon special. I think it might be done on however much those other Michaels get watched. Okay, so like, I, I, I was not watched as much as. Well, Michael O'Hare, we don't even know who that is. I have no idea who Michael O'Hare is. I saw that and I was like, right, he must be pop. He's, I think he's ahead of Owen. Yeah, if you're listening to this, uh, go wherever Michael O'Hare does, just uh, give us some some dislikes uh, <laughs> on, on the Amazon platform. Just sort of flood it with uh, thumbs down. What are you saying about Michael Owen? Or are we keeping that neutral? Or? Do you know what? Michael Owen gets a lot of hate yeah. uh, for being quite boring. Mm. But I heard like he's a good family man. Yeah. Ballon d'Or winner. Door was on Love Island. Didn't he, didn't he win the Ballon d'Or? I thought he won the Golden Boy. That, I, I thought he was Ballon. I thought he won the Ballon d'Or two thousand and one. I thought it was the Golden Boy. It might be Ballon. It might could be wrong. You forget how Michael Lyon. They was. changed the names. Yeah. I think he won World Footballer of the Year, and then they just made it sound mad bougie with Ballon d'Or. Yeah, but Michael Lyon gets a reputation for being boring. There's nothing wrong with being boring. I think he's into like horses and gambling and that. Horses and gambling. Yeah, that's pretty rock star. He's got a little eccentric side that Amazon are clearly not promoting. They're not. They're not promoting in that Michael documentary. Michael is the head of this guy. Oh my goodness! But you know, one day, you know, yeah, man, I'll go watch my special if you if you haven't seen it and uh, give that some upvotes. Give that some I thumbs up. I don't know up. if you can upvote. I don't know if you can either. You can, bro. Find it's out. Just take a screenshot or a picture of you putting your thumbs up next to the screen of my special. Tag Amazon and tag tag me as well, but not Amazon podcast because nobody listens to. That clearly, as you said. Well, I don't know because I haven't. I'm, I might. This actually could be on Amazon by the time you listen. But there's no one listen. No one who's on Amazon podcast, bro. I don't know. I've been paid by Amazon, and <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think anyone. I'm not promoting Amazon podcast. You say you're not a fan of Deezer. Deezer. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? That's a ick right there. Imagine. Girl what? tried to play you a song and it was on Deezer. Deezer. I said, I got Google gold. Music. Google, uh, that's not even the one. <laughs> it's not, is that I don't think that's, Amazon Music is the one. No, it's YouTube Music. Do you know what though? I'm not against YouTube Music. I think it makes, it's just too expensive. How, but much, it makes, how much is it? It's like, like $9.99 a month. It's like thirty nine nine. If it was nine ninety nine, I would use YouTube Music over Spotify. So that four pounds, that's the difference for you? Yeah. But it's like you get a lot, like for example, no ads. Yeah. So the other day I was like trying to look up first aid. Okay. And there was an ad ad there. First aid. Yeah, I just I was just curious, like, oh, because <laughs> I like I almost choked uh on some cereal. So I was like, oh, if I was home alone, how would I have like, you know, got that cocoa puff out my throat? <laughs> how does a cocoa That's puff the worst thing to get not even like golden nuggets? It was like a it's like a it's like a congealed piece of like ah uh, when it goes soggy yeah so it's, you, that's soggy though bro no nah, no nah, it was like like it was in the middle it was like three or four cocoa puffs pieces uh, conjoined together to make one singular it puff sounded like you had like the little version with cocoa puffs it might have been listen the real we, ones are cocoa pops times are tough we don't judge people <laughs> whether they get it brand or off brand but 
I was like, after that ordeal, yeah. Home Alone, I was like, man, if I had tried to choke on that Cocoa Puff piece, puffs, <laughs> I was like, what, you know, what would I have done? So I went on Google, like, how to give yourself the Heimlich by yourself. But there's an ad. There's an ad. On the, on, the, on the video. Too late. And the ad was for life insurance. I'm like, bro, what's going on here? Is that for the person who finds me dead? So now they know what no, policy? The thing was, if that was, if that was a catastrophe and you said something like, I'm choking, help. The next person in your family to go on YouTube would then be shown adverts of choking. Oh my gosh. They like were, <laughs> just because the algorithm. We're living in a messed up society, man. The algorithms. That's, that's, that shouldn't be the way it is. But with YouTube premium for $30.99 a month, you can, I'm going to look in the camera, you can not die and you can get straight access to how to give yourself the Heimlich movie if you live alone. So, you know, your life, $30.99 a month, you know, do you not value yourself for that you much? You don't get that with Diesel. You don't get that with Diesel. You don't get that with YouTube. YouTube, they're doing the free, they're testing us as a society. They're giving us free ads in a row. Oh, they're taking the piss. It's free like, ads in a row. It's not even skippable ads. It's like 20 second ads. And then they think they're being kind by the next one's only 15 seconds. What's your least favorite ad? What's your most annoying ad? That McDonald's ad. Which one? That new one where like, there's two people in the office. They get out from their desk. They start moving their eyebrows up and then all the colleagues follow and they did, they just start marching. Oh, it's I've quite not a seen good it. ad. It's effective. But Why you just change your mind on it? It's like, no, oh, that... then I can appreciate the ad, but it pisses me off. Like, it's annoying. Did it make you want to get McDonald's? I don't know. I think my desire for McDonald's wasn't really altered by the ad, but I just did appreciate that. It's, it makes people watch. I think with adverts, if it makes people watch, do you ever wonder that I add sometimes like some things are like so already ingrained in society like McDonald's that they don't need to advertise, but they do so heavily. Yeah. It makes you think about our own selves in terms of we don't really push ourselves enough. We should have the confidence of McDonald's or Apple to constantly bombard people. Bro, I read this stat. I, don't quote me on this. It's something along these lines of People need to be exposed to something eight times before they buy it or engage with it. Yeah, I think definitely it makes you think like you got you got you got to push yourself the same way these uh these brands do. They're not ashamed. McDonald's knows we know what their products are. We know, bro. I mean, every summer there'll be like a, a Texas barbecue thing that's only in that store for three weeks, but they know that most people are going for the staples. I think they could, yeah. But we we, we so they still. If you see eight podcast clips from this episode. That's why, isn't it? That's why. If you're like, yo, why is this guy posting so much clip? It's because I know you're on clip number four. Mm. You need four more, and then you're going to click full listen. 100%. So, yeah. You know, even with my, my comedy special that I did last year, because mm. I dropped it last year, the other day I was going to, like, promote it. I was like, ah, this from last year. But, like, so... It's promo that. This is, this is the... It's like an album cycle. Yeah. Back in the day, album cycles used to be long as hell. Mm. Like used to be like a year long. I'm be real. I feel you on that. When I do something, especially when I've invested time and money into it, I try and promo that as much as I can. As much as you can. Like I've can't just be doing one little post or one little. Do you know what I hate is is when people are like, hey, I did a thing. Like, nah, man, with your chest. With chest. Say I made this thing, and because like if you're if you're not hey, I proud of it, like <laughs> how you gonna get people to 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 enjoy it? You know, you have to be. Proud of your work, I think. You do, bro. So obviously you mentioned the special, yeah? Mm -hmm. But let's, for, let, let's take it back to the start. Obviously you grew up in Dagenham. How, how much, uh, where, are we, where are we starting from? We're starting from probably 18 onwards. No, in fact, younger. What oh. was it like growing up in, in Dagenham? Like, you, What kind of wild stuff did you see growing up there? Oh, wow. We're going, we're going therapy. Um, <laughs> Dagenham? Do you know what? Dagenham was a very uneventful place for me because I was born just after the crazy racist gang period. I was born in 95 and kind of Dagnum always had a reputation. Oh, you don't want to be black and Dagnum. Do you know what I mean? Back then. Now it's like you don't want to be black and Dagnum because it's just because of the lack of opportunities, but not because like you, you're going to be chased or stabbed. It's more just like, oh, there's, not, there's nothing to do. Yeah. I'm just going to Central. Um, but so... Yeah, Dagnum was was always kind of. I've, I still live there now. I can't talk about it like it's in the past, you know. So it's definitely shaped me, but I still, 
I don't know what part of Dagenham is in me still. Do you know what I mean? But there's some part. There must be. There must be heavily influenced by that place. But I couldn't really tell you how it's really made me the man I am. Bro, have you seen Top Boy, the, the original one? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, when, when you say Dagenham, I just associate it with some random, like, like, shitty little beach but I don't think there's a beach there's no beach in Dagenham nobody's um, but in top it's not country like lines or something. Yeah, yeah. Not a little pebble beach yeah it's not country lines there we're still London it's like just on like the border Dagenham is like it's like nobody in Essex wants it nobody in London really wants it mm. so maybe that's how it's shaped to me in terms of being sort of outcast having to make your own lane yeah. Yeah. I just made up my backstory now. Let's go with that, man. Yeah. So Dagnum is, is kind of in that sense in terms of like people from Dagnum tend to be hustlers, you know. So what do you do to hustle? Like what, before obviously now you do comedy and that, like what, what did you do to to hustle? To, to... But I've always been hustling jokes, man. I, ever, ever since I was young, man, I, I've always. No, but what about when the jokes weren't paying? You must have done something. Well, in my, in my mid twenties, I used to work on a boat. A boat? Yeah. What, on like the Thames? The Thames Clippers. The Thames Clipper boats. <laughs> what was you doing on this boat? I was just I was just selling tickets, telling people to, yeah, you know, you, you can get on a boat. And my job was to promote the boat, but I'm not really like a hard promoter. You know, like one of them club reps on them islands. like. No, nah, for me, it's like, you know, you, you, you already buy a pier. If you want to get on a boat, you probably know if you want to get on a boat. So I was just like, hey, there's the boat. If you want to, <laughs> I'm not going to force you to get on a boat. That's illegal. That is probably prohibited. Do you know what I mean? We, we've seen what the border situation, you know? Yeah. You know, it's crazy out there. So <laughs> I'm not going to promote that by forcing people on boats, even if it is just around the Thames. The Thames, you know. Just around <laughs> the... the <laughs> but, you know, yeah. So I used to work there and then I'd always carry a notepad. And I still do to this day and I'll just write jokes on, on the piers. It's real romantic, actually, you know, just being my notepad on a pier writing ideas and uh, yeah and eventually I quit and now I do this full time done this full time can you believe it how did you kind of like how did you kind of make a break because obviously with comedy it's like you kind of go for a period where I, I like to think a lot of people do I, I don't actually know how everything works but this is just from what I've seen you don't know how everything works not everything. I'm disappointed in you I thought <laughs> Adrian knows how everything works no it's in the comedy game okay yeah it's kind of like you kind of put in your graft in like the smaller gigs and then mm -hmm. kind of reach a point where it pays full time or like most of your money's coming from comedy. So you don't have to do some. That can, that can work like that, yeah. Other stuff in it. So when did you kind of go from boat stuff and other hustles to mm -hmm. being like, cool, I can just make most of my bread from comedy? Mm. So, so I, start, I started comedy when I was 18. I was doing it all throughout university. And then in my 21 out of uni, I, I found the boat. And I was working on the boat. And then, but I was always doing comedy just throughout that time. And for me, it was more of a thing of maybe I could have gone full time earlier than I did, but just that lack of safety net always scared me. Have you know? seen The Office US? Yeah. All nine seasons? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Ah, uh, don't say that, bro. What are you hating on when oh, Michael Scott? Oh, Michael Scott leaves, yeah, of course. I still think the last two of them, they're. They're still better than most other shows. They're just not as good as. It's a lot of like, why does this? Why do I need to be watching this? Uh, mm. That show taught me to like not finish shows. Nah, I, I finish it, but I do understand why people have that reservation. But why I mention it? Because remember when Andy Bernard has this dream of like becoming a singer, mm -hmm. and he's like, you know what? I, and he gets offered a part-time job, and he's like, nah, I need to burn these bridges. Yeah. So he like poos on his manager's car or something. All right. Swears at him and shit. And yeah. Burns them bridges, innit? It wasn't that drastic on the boat. I just had to <laughs> give him my notice, really. I, I didn't need to shit on the boat, man. I, Were you regional manager, though? No, I wasn't regional no, manager. You might have felt the need. If I was high up on the boats, like if I was driving the boat, mm. I don't know. Maybe I would have drunken, drunken driven. Do you think that's as taboo as drinking and driving in cars? Drinking and driving on I the boat? I think boats would be more like planes where... Because there's a lot of people. Like, other people are driving it like through signals and satellites and shit. Rather. Do you know a lot about boats? I don't. Okay. Every, I, this is why I need to stop. Well, I'm not, I'll never stop watching it. But anytime I... Like you mentioned boat, I think of the scene where Dwight 
they do you, do you just bring every reference back to the office season eight and nine? No, this this was season two. Season two, okay. When they go on a boat trip, uh-huh. and then Dwight thinks he's getting all this responsibility, and all he's doing is like steering some like make believe steering. Oh, yeah, he's steering it. But then that made me think of like boats must be. It's not like a car where you're in sole control. I, I don't know. What office scene with the car would you use it as a reference point to? With the car, with eight cars. I feel like you could make any reference. You can make any reference about the office if I. Well, there's loads. Obviously, when Michael hits Meredith, uh, are you no, really? This should just, why is this not just the office know. fan fiction podcast? You know, I was thinking of doing yeah, reviewing every episode, but then that's a lot. That, that's that's over two hundred and fifty episodes. Yeah, that's a lot. Also, what about when it's done? I don't. Know. Also, like you would have to get somebody. I guess presumably he's a fan of the office and would have watched it. There's bare fans. Yeah. There's bare people kicked off when they was going to take it off Netflix. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was one of them. Why don't you do one for the British office? That's 12. I could do that. I, bro, I've watched... Very limited them. shelf life. 10. Do you know what I do? I'm quite boring with how I watch TV. I just go for a cycle of US office, one to nine. UK office, UK office film. People just do nothing. Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge film. Recycle back. That's all. You, wow. What? And I chuck in some random dramas here and there, like what did I watch Bodyguard. That was thirty. Oh, with the um, with the guy, oh the Whitney Houston one. Whitney Houston. Nah, she's the original person in the Bodyguard. Nah, this is some like BBC drama. And I, you know, that was <laughs> that that's one, the bro. soundtrack for that. It's not. You're thinking of another body. You might have to edit that out because of the um royalties. Yeah, yeah. Even that one line, bro. We wouldn't want to infringe. That's £56,000 <laughs> that you have to pay. Bro, that's what I don't want that's to do. That's on you, by the way. I'm not chipping in. <laughs> you owe £56,000 if you put this episode out and I say, I'll and uh, I did it again. It's 102 grand, bro. That's crazy. But I'll just make, I'll only release it on Deezer and no one will care. That's true. That's true. No one will know. No one will hear it. That's interesting, though, man. That's, that's all you watch. No, that, and then I just chuck in random dramas, but... Do you know what it is? I like funny stuff, but there's not that much new stuff that I... It's because you're not watching. You don't know it exists. Uh, I do. You're in a loop. I watch a lot of, like, episode ones. Okay, you got a girl over. What would you watch with her? The off- Well, if she likes The Office, not that. I mean, if she does like The Office... Then you force her to watch it? Nah. No? I'll compromise. You compromise? We can watch the UK. Consensual Office watching. You can watch the UK. Why don't you watch... At this point, you might as well just go in different countries, man. Like, where are you from? Like, what's your ethnic background? India, English. You know they got Indian office, bro? I, I don't know if I'd want to watch that. Can you speak uh, one of the many languages? Nah. Nah. Well, you, well, you, you could learn from watching Indian office. I don't love the office that much that I'm about to take on a new language. <laughs> Do you not want to see what Indian Dwight is like? I really don't. No? I don't. Fair actually. enough. I'd love to see what Nigerian Dwight. <laughs> what yeah, hijinks to be up like, to? The office, I'm, qu- I'm cool with, I'm cool with it, like, I get my laughs. People just do nothing as well. Probably one of the best shows. Made. You like you like a you like a mockumentary. They're basically all mockumentaries. Modern Family. I, I tried that a bit. I, I couldn't really get into it. No. I watched Parks and Rec. Like same thing. It was okay. Yeah. It was good. It weren't a bad watch, but it weren't like I don't know if I'd binge watch it over and over. I've met Ricky Gervais a few times. I did some um, did some gigs with him. Yeah. Nice dude. Do you know what you're like? This is the first time I was like ever around someone and I knew that they were a millionaire. Do you know like, because you're probably around millionaires, but you don't always know. I think you'd know. No, but you don't, because you don't know. But like I, Ricky Gervais is there and like I'm talking to him, but I'm also like have his net worth <laughs> on my phone when I'm out and it's like 50 million. Like, and anyone's ever done that with you off the back of your special? Off the back of my, what's my net worth? Should we check? Let's go on Michael O'Dwally net worth. check. If it comes up with Michael O'Hare Network, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast. Michael Owen, horse training. Well, Michael Owen is worth at least 150 million. 150 million? I can spend a whole night just Googling people's net worths. Michael Odewale, net worth, fame, doc, Michael Odewale, and salary income estimation. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. Put your picture there. Is my picture on? What are we saying? <laughs> 507,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's uh They're saying you're you're worth half a mil, bro. Is that is that all my that's all my assets? I presume so. Yeah, that's about right. I don't know how they would calculate that. My my cardigan collection and my knitwear collection 
if you add it all up. And like, you see this Casio here? That's a that's a red Casio. That's a red Casio. Show the cameras. That's a red Casio. Red Casio. Show the kettle. One hundred pounds. I bought it for. Yeah. I've worn it in the shower and there's some scratches in it, so it's gone down to sixty-five. <laughs> but also, if you're willing to buy this, hundred pounds. Oh, this Casio I put in the right. See, I wasn't selling it properly. If you want to buy this Casio and you're watching this, I'll sell it to you face value, hundred and ten pounds. I'm worth five hundred seven thousand. Five hundred seven thousand. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. That is, that's when you know you're rich. You don't even know how much money. That's how you. That's what I'm. Yeah, maybe you were right when you're around me. I didn't know you were that rich. Jeez, five hundred and seven thousand worth of assets. Keeping them Whitney Houston lines in now. Now, bro, I'm, listen, <laughs> it's on you still. <laughs> nah, that's, that's how the rich stay rich. That's great. But yeah, so like Ricky worth about sixty mil, and I was like, oh man, that's crazy. And like that's how I know that I've grown because I didn't even think about like robbing him or anything. I was just like, you know what I mean? I'm. <laughs> Did you used to rob guys? No, no. Can you imagine? I couldn't imagine it. Can you imagine me robbing too, too much of a nice guy. To look at these lovely cheeks. <laughs> but um, that's also why I didn't want to go to prison. Um, but no, no, I couldn't rob people. Couldn't rob people. No, I was a, I was a good boy. If it wasn't... Uh, you ever wonder if it wasn't for comedy what you'd be doing now? Well, you yeah, you have you, you, have, you, have, you have employment, you actually. You just have your job. respected journalist... Uh, I you know I use some of my five hundred seven thousand pounds to subscribe. Some I pay your salary. You do. You pay a small a small percentage of it. I, you don't know how many subscriptions I got, but um, <laughs> that's a crazy job, man. Football right on. It's mainly about video games. What the hell are you talking about? Most of the articles I write are about Football Manager with the odd actual bit of football mixed in. Oh, those are the ones I skip because I don't I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't play with football manager. No, but I, I I do actually I wrote one the other day and it was I think it's one of the funniest like art sports articles I've written. Mm -hmm. And it went down okay, innit? Certain people are like, oh I've never laughed this hard. So I was like, Okay, so like with comedy, you do uh your gig yeah. to the audience. Yeah. And the reaction is immediate. Mm. Ideally. Uh, so when you write an article, how do you judge the reception or whether it's gone well or not? It depends who you're writing it for. Because I got my own website. Mm -hmm. I used to do that. The reaction would be of Google Analytics. How many people are reading it? Mm -hmm. when, reading it, reading it doesn't mean liking it. Nah, well, nah, no. But there's metrics you can look at, like how long they stay on the page. So I think the average, on average, people only stay on websites for about ten or fifteen seconds or something. Seconds? Yeah, it's quick. What kind of websites people... Just in general, like, it's called bounce rate, I think, where, like, it, if you have a high bounce rate, that's bad. That means people are clicking on your website and instantly... Like, ugh. Yeah, like, yuck. Fuck this site. But then, like, most times, you, I don't go on websites randomly. I know what I'm going on. Yeah, but I think it's also... Then it, it factors in everything, though. Like, if you, um, if you type in, like, if you get a social media ad... Yeah, click it. I, I, I'm, I. These little Amazon products get me, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. these meme pages, they get paid to put some mat. Like you know this thing where it's like, yo, like don't when you're cleaning your plate, put it through this little filter and it'll capture all the food. So don't go in the sink. I'm like, yo, let me just see the price. Yeah, and I'll just quickly exit off the page. Things like that. What's um, you bought shit off ads, just of a uh, algorithm ad, and you, you ever seen it and like, why did I buy that? Yeah, but not much. See me, bro. I'm 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 proper Indian with my money. Like mm. I don't buy nothing without researching it like, mm. extensively. I too am Indian oh, with my money. Can I say that? I don't <laughs> <Is> know. <it? laughs> but every now and then I'll get. Um, I bought a, a phone lock. A phone lock. You you put your phone in it and it and it locks it. Because I, you know, when you're sitting, code not enough for you, bro. Nah, but like, do you know when you're you're getting distracted and you're like, fuck. Like, I can't not use my phone. Even though it's dry. Phone, bone dry, but you just find a way. So I bought this lock and you put your phone in it and you can set a timer for like eight hours. And let's say for that eight hours, I won't have access to my phone. And I thought that'd be a great purchase. It's a terrible purchase because <laughs> let's say I'm choking on Cocoa Puffs again. How am I supposed to Google? You're not, bro. I have to wait eight hours for the phone to be unlocked, then I go watch free adverts, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get the video uh, to stop me from choking, by which I'll probably be dead. 
eight hours and 30 seconds. That's like the prime time. Do you know when they say there's like a, a small gap to save someone's life? Yeah. Eight hours and 30 seconds. That's the time when someone is choking. If you don't act within eight hours and 30 seconds, that's statistically, 100% of people have died. All from those. This is some tragic stories. Someone got their eight minute, eight hours, 29 seconds. You need to buy Coca, bro. You're worth 507,000. You need to stop buying like rice crackle. <laughs> like rice <laughs> I don't even know what mine are called. I buy them from a Polish shop. It just says chocolate face drops. I'm like, I don't feel, I don't know if this is, <laughs> I feel like you renamed it for me personally, but, uh, you know, but, uh, so Kellogg's bro. Yeah. So, yeah, bought a, bought a phone and I just, I never, I feel like if you're going to procrastinate, you're going to procrastinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it's not the phone, it's going to be the laptop. If it's not a laptop, it's going to be a book. Yeah, yeah, if it's not a book, it's going to be your penis. You know what I mean? You're going to find a way to distract yourself. So you I might as well. Phone lock was it, bro. Right? I don't think Am I supposed to get a laptop lock? A no. book lock? Just meditate. Penis clamp? You know what I mean? Like, just meditate, bro. You won't need all the clamps and locks. Yeah? You meditate? I do. I think we talked about this before. I don't know. Yeah, I think we have. You know, with meditation, it's like, yeah, you, you proper have to buy into it. It's like, you have to buy into like, yeah, I just meditated and that was used. Because there's no, it's like you just ask, oh, with writing, where's your payoff? Like, it's not like comedy where you get instant laugh. Mm. With meditation, you have to buy into like, yeah, that 20 minutes wasn't fucking pointless. Like, yeah. It was worth something. So you do, I do transcendental meditation. That's the one Tom Brady does. Is it? Yeah. Shit, man. This guy's for money. We know about the meditations. Yeah. Bro. But uh, you is that what the one you also do? Nah. I but you yours is also twenty minutes. So uh, so tr transcendental meditation. There's a lot of famous people who do it. Uh, you have to have a certain uh, net worth bracket to to <laughs> qualify. Uh, so, but it's twenty minutes twice a day. Yeah. Right. And twice. That's a lot, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. I haven't meditated once today. Just to, I, but you know. This is my truth. I don't want to present myself as perfect. You know, I know some influencers like to do that, but I'm real. You know, I haven't meditated once today. Uh, I did do a 10K run and an ice bath. Uh, and I did wake up at 5 a.m. Today? Yeah. Bro, you strapped me as a late sleeper, bro. Like a That was a lie. I, did. I haven't done I all that stuff. I knew that was a lie. You were up at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was up late. But um, I didn't WhatsApp you. You'd be like, fuck, I, didn't, I forgot I was doing this podcast. But here's the thing, though, and our conversation's moving all over the place, but it's fine. Let me tell you something. I'm a very laid-back yeah. character. And people are like, oh, he's so laid-back. It takes work to be laid-back. You can't just be laid-back. To be genuinely laid-back, you have to put the foundations in. Yeah. I put the work in so I can appear like I have no idea what's going on. But my third eye is open. You have to understand all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people don't understand. Like, I, I, I work hard so I can be lazy. That's probably... Why else would you work? Like, you work so you don't have to... But I... Stuff. So I meditate twice a day, twi when, on a good day. Mm. Um, and that just, like, it's like a battery, isn't it? It's like it's charging you. Char well, saying that, though, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 this isn't an office reference. This is a... Third please. Michael O on Amazon reference. Okay, please, no more office references. You're I'll, the one that quizzed me on I'm going to leave. So one more office <laughs> reference, please. No more office Okay. This is a Michael O reference. Yeah. Michael O. You were saying like you worked hard, but then in, the, in your special, uh -huh. it's probably for like, for joke effect. Mm -hmm. At the start where you're interviewing yourself, you're mm -hmm. like, I got a special. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm special enough. Mm. So how did you get to like, how did you, how much transcendental meditation and X, Y, and Z did you do? Typical, typical journalist using my words against me <laughs> to make a to make a point. This is an attack. I thought this was an. I bought my green tea here. I thought we were having a nice conversation, and this is just an attack. Um, but no, that that what I said there. I, I got special. I don't know if I was special enough. That, I thought it was for comedic. Like it was more just a. Nah, listen, there's layers, bro. But then it was rooted in. It's like basically, I'm like the Kendrick Lamar of comedy, man. Okay. There's like there's Easter eggs. Dropped in everywhere, bro. Like, nothing is just like, when you see a Kendrick line, you're like, oh, that's just, it's never just a line, bro. Like, you remember that podcast, Dissect? I don't. There's a podcast where they dissect an album, yeah. right? And they did to Pimp a Butterfly. And just like, everything was connected to something. And it was just... Well, you know DNA? Yeah. yeah. Apparently he mentions like, 
23 bits of actual things in human DNA. And, bro, and I didn't even realise. Bro, I realised because the third eye is open. So when I said, have I got a special, I've got a special, I don't know if I spell special enough. That's a double entendre. Yeah. Special in the two meanings. Because you got special, special in terms of, it's a triple entendre. Special in terms of, oh, special, feeling good. Special yeah. in terms of, Comedy special, yeah. Special needs, bro. Like the the oh my gosh, there's just a hat trick of bars. <laughs> like it's deep when you when you deep it, but like that comes from a place of, I think as an artist, we all suffer sometimes from imposter syndrome. Yeah, hundred. Do you know what I mean? You you'll you you you'll be successful, but you're always wondering, man, am I am I good enough? Do you know what I mean? Or or you're comparing. Look, even like, I don't know if that ever goes away. Well, it probably does. I don't, I don't think does. it does. I don't think it does. I don't know if Ricky Gervais walks on stage at like whatever arena he's doing. Like, oh, am I worth, like, am I worthy? He probably knows it. Or it might not be that. It might not be that, but maybe you're comparing your work to your past work. Or you're thinking in your head, man, what am I going to do next? Because that's the thing about this industry. It's like, it's like, what's next? Mm. You do your special, what's next? You make a successful video, we want another one. It's an endless content machine. And people are questioning, like, can I keep up? That's fair, yeah. And so, like, am I am I special? This is my first special. Am I special enough? And then it's almost like a reminder when I go on stage, it's like, just be in this moment, do this show, let people enjoy. So you, you know the special, yeah? Yeah. I ain't done a special, but one thing I did do is a TED talk, yeah? and, I, and to prepare for it, I rehearsed it every day for like two months, mm -hmm. like every day, because mm -hmm. I've never done, and well, you know, in assembly, like where they read out the Lord's Prayer, and and like everyone takes a turn to read a line. I went to atheist school. Uh, uh, we had to. We didn't believe. We didn't in, believe in, in the other schools yeah. and that. Bro, I didn't even get the call up to read one line of the Lord's Prayer, and then they're like, "You want to do a TED talk?" And I, I felt the imposterness, so I was like. Cool. If I just rehearse, 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 I'll be all right when I get there. And luckily, it went like it wasn't shit, so job done. Isn't it? But how much did you rehearse for your special? Um, so the show I did called Black Bears Matter mm. hashtag. Also another Entendre. Oh my god! We're this... gonna. We, I've got. I want to unpack that name. Oh, the layers, <laughs> man. I'm, it's, I'm giving myself a headache, man. Oh my gosh! Oh, I need a moment. Give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> now that was, bro. That's my magnum opus, bro. That's that show there. That's Moby Dick, right? Like in English, you know when it's like the curtain is red, and it's like it's not a red curtain. It's representing rage. It's representing anger. That's 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 my show. Yeah. It's not. You think it's something? It's not just one thing. Nothing's. Everything has been placed for a reason. The cardigan I was wearing. Yeah, it was a decent cardigan. It was. An, bro, How long did you prepare? Green envy. Jealousy. Were you in such a is that the word stoic? Is that you, not stoic? Stoic. Were you in such a stoic state of mind that you just walked on stage and it just flowed? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I'm not. I'm an honest man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that special Black Bears Matter came out on Amazon 2021, 2022. Sorry, mm. but that was my Edinburgh show from 2019. So uh, I went up to the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, August 2019. Uh, if you don't know what Edinburgh Fringe is, it's like uh, it's it's like a months long, uh, month long festival where comedians go. I'm explaining <laughs> to your listeners. I know you are. I'm explaining to your listeners, and like it's a lot of middle class people go there and and, and do well, but uh, there are some working class people who can do well. Mm. But it's kind of like the Hunger Games; you have to kill each other and to to sort of get ahead. Mm. And I managed to get ahead. Uh, some bodies. Listen, you do what you have to do. And I had a good show. It went well. Uh, I got nominated for the best newcomer. Um, and then three years later, Soho Fear were like, do you want to film it? And I was like, yeah. Because I think if you have a body of work, you should show off that body of work. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been doing comedy 10 years uh, this year. Mm. And it's like, no matter what happens to me, it's how I die. I will, but we don't know for sure. But let's say I die, and that's all that's left. I can be proud from a non-choking related incident. Yeah, 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 exactly. If you go out choking now, oh my gosh, gone out sad, bro. Let's say them chocolate faces—they um, choke me out, right? 
I now know that after 10 years, I have that body of work that I've done and I'm really proud of that. Mm. And I never understood when comedians, they'd go up to Edinburgh year after year after year, but it's like, well, what? All those shows you just lost in the ether. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, put them together and, and film, even if you're filming it yourself. I was lucky enough to have a production company come up and want to film it. Mm. But I feel like you should keep um, copies of your body of work. So now I have that one. So yeah, I filmed that last year, put it out on Amazon and... Yeah, I don't, I don't even really know how well it's done. I've had people come up to me, say they really enjoyed it and, and, and whatnot, but I don't even care if it sold well or was watched a lot in the first year. For me, that's always going to be there to say that I've done that and something that people can always come back to if I die under my serious circumstances. Hopefully they don't remove it because, you know, sometimes they do, like, obviously they, they take stuff. What do you mean? Why would they remove it? Because that's just the way these platforms work, bro. I think... Like one day, like the Hunger Games will be on Netflix, like two months later, it might not. I mean, the footage will, will still exist. The footage will exist. Okay. And the name, unpack that name, bro, Black Bears. Michael, oh, Black Bears Mountain. So my show in 2019, uh, 2019 was a, a, a year where uh, a lot of political unrest was happening. And I think that's that's when like woke, words like woke and political activism, that's when they were kind of having a peak moment. And I, I wanted to write a show about how I don't really uh, care. Or no, I want, it was more like I'm very apathetic. I was very apathetic to a lot of stuff that was going on. And I wanted to explore my apathy. Mm. And because I was feeling guilty about it. Like, why am I not more involved in political movements and things like that? So that show was exploring that. But this is how ahead of, ahead of, ahead of time that show was. Next year, 2020, man, George Floyd, all them protests, all that shit was going down. So like my show was predicting police brutality before it even happened. I'm not saying 2020 was the first time police brutality happened. I'm saying I was so ahead of the curve that my show was predicting sort of where everybody was feeling a year ahead of time. So when you write like jokes in well, the show and jokes in general. Uh, let's, let's take a moment to just unpack what I just said. Like a year ahead of time, I the way all the think piece articles that you saw in 2020. What were the articles? Like what specifically, what did you predict? Well, you want me to, right. you want me to quote I want you journalists? To no, not journalists. You want me to give you footnotes and sources? Oh, I'm sorry I didn't come <laughs> with my bibliography that I always carry on me. Of 2020 news articles. No, I'm this is an attack, man. This <laughs> right here, I can't believe it. So you're saying, you're saying, you felt the apathy one year before it was the, felt the world 2020. Yeah, but also because no, because you can argue a lot of people weren't apathetic in 2020. They they really wait. What's the definition of apathetic? Because I'm losing track. Apathy. You, uh, you don't care, but is it similar? To are that? you asking me because you're curious or because no, you don't I think I know? Forgot. I genuinely forgot. I mean, I'm pretty certain it means like, not that you don't care, but... Well, it's, it's almost em like numb. Empathetic means like you 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 have empathy, then it, it'll be the opposite. It's like a numbness. It's... it's, what, yeah, it's okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I did think that, but I just needed a um, It's like, you know, how decent... Do, what's the word? Um... What's that word where you see desensitized. desensitized? Are we to going on Twitter and someone's being murdered and we just scroll past it? We might do a little, ah, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Or, or like, but you know, we you, you tend to scroll past it and all of that. And I'm and that that show was about how heavy all of that's become. So it's like, how do you get shaken out of that? How do you? Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, especially in your mid twenties. At any age, but you can't just be cynical. Like, ah, it's never going to change. Because, like, if they fought like that in the 60s, sh shit never would have changed. Mm. You know, and I think it's about realizing you might not see all the change in your lifetime, but you have a responsibility to plant some seeds the same way seeds were planted for us by previous generations. Mm. We have a responsibility as human beings to plant seeds and make things a little bit better for the next set of people coming up. And not be selfish and be like, well, if I don't get to eat from this tree, then fuck the tree. That's you, the, the human society wouldn't have developed. Look at this table. Look at these microphones, man. This is all from people planting seeds and someone else took it further, took it further. That's technology. That's science. That's comedy. 
That's life. <laughs> and that is Black Bears Matter available right now on Amazon Prime. Go watch that. Understand Black Bears Matter, you understand life. It's a good special, to be fair. I watched it. It's good. I don't think good really encapsulates everything I just said. <laughs> it's, it's a nuanced, it's a, it's a nuanced, articulate body of work. I, I would say... And it's also funny. I think it's up there with the greatest pieces of British literature ever. And it's not even a book. God, I was having this debate with one of my friends on another episode. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, basically, he, he, he believes in this thing called mental fitness. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, mental fitness should be taught in school. So I said, cool, if something comes in, something has to go. So I said, what subject would you get rid of if you're going to introduce mental fitness? And he was like, English literature. And then I was like, nah, but like all them Shakespeare and that, it does have some lessons. I didn't know what the lessons were, but I was sure there are some. Your, your friend wanted to take out English literature. He in the saying, country of England, he was saying for mental bro, his fitness. His argument was, "Oh, we speak English anyway. Why do we need to do two hours of it a week?" He's like, "Combine it with language, English language." I was like, "Nah, but how can you appreciate a good film? Not how, but how, how is your how is your friend's stuff? academic fitness? How is his academic? You got you got to be That's smart still. He used to work at Google on that. He wants to take out English literature for mental fitness." That's insane. Why was that the first? That's like one of the staples, English math science. I was he wants to take geography. out a staple. I was saying maybe geography could get cut. But anyway, I don't want to, like, the point was, what are you saying about English literature? Because you mentioned it then. Oh, yeah. Um, I, just, I think my special is up there with the greatest uh, bodies of work. It's like Shakespeare and... But why are those Ed, other bodies Ed, Ed, Edgar Allan Poe. I, I, in that episode, we, I didn't get an answer for why we should keep English literature. So I kind of just was like, cool, scrap English literature then. Why is it so good? What my... Well, yeah, you'll take... Bro, you're up there with Shakespeare. Did I not just... I said, I said about the, the seeds and the life and the... <laughs> we, I, was, I was saying it, but I was spitting, bro. It's like Kendrick. No. If the bars go over your head, I can't help it, man. You know what? I can't save everybody, man. I was listening to J. Cole, yeah? yeah. You know that song, For Your Eyes Only? Yeah. I didn't clock till, and I've listened to this over like a hundred times. I didn't clock till recently. I thought it was about for his daughter, but it went over my head. It's for like, I think, it, again, I could be wrong. I think it's for his best friend's daughter. Yeah, that's very clear, actually. I think he says it at the <laughs> beginning of the, that's not one of those deep things where, where it it's like, over my head. But there's nothing to go over your head. No. He, he says it clearly in the, in the song, bro. No, because he, he jumps from like, that's like perspective. And, oh shit. Did you know that, bro? It's in the title. It's in the, the title of the thing. No, but I swear that the previous verses are about his daughter. Or is it all just about his best friend's daughter? I mean, I, 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 I think at the end of the song, he says, this is for your, this is for your daughter. Oh, um, but Hey man, listen, <laughs> watch my special again. <laughs> Because I, I don't think you got it the first time. Uh, maybe. maybe. I don't know if I got all the Easter eggs, bro. Though. Bro, there's too many, man. I don't even know how many they're in there. That's some, You know when you're like, your brain is out working you? Yeah. It happens to me all the time. Just I have to take breaks. Life of a genius. Bro. That's why I take cold showers. Cold shower? Do you actually? I do. I think that's a lie. Why do you think that's a lie? It just it just jacks me in the same boat as ice baths and 5 a.m. wake-ups. Why should I take cold showers? You, could, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. to take a cold shower. Right? Actually, because that's one thing that guy does. That was what we talked about before. With the mental fitness dude? Yeah, he takes cold showers. Was he the one? I saw a clip. He was talking about dopamine. Yeah, he does dopamine. De- or he done it once. What is, what's involved in that? Let's go over it again for your listeners. Basically, with dopamine detox, it, it's the only reason you do it is to see how to push yourself to see how far you can go. So you can't do anything. You can't speak. You can't eat. You can't Speaking is dopamine? You, yeah. Can't speak, can't eat, can't watch TV, can't listen to music, can't read books. The only thing you can do is write. And I was like, well, hold on. If you can write, you're not really deprived of dopamine because you could write jokes or... Draw some titties. Play knots and crosses or mm. do what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, there's bare things you could do. Mm-hmm. And then he said he lasted five hours. Wow. Just sitting in his room doing nothing. I guess that's like the equivalent of like 24-hour lockdown in prison. Mm, but even then you might have like a TV or a, a book or something. No, like lo- them guys in America where it's like we're putting you in the hole. Yeah. But this guy does it just to see how far he can last. How long he can last in prison in the hole. Well, he said the first five hours would be cool for him. And then after that, he might crumble. Because you can't talk can't uh do you think you'd you think you'd cope if you'd done that dopamine detox i 
admire a lot about monks and the monk lifestyle. I do see a version of myself that goes to the uh, to one of them places where it's a silent retreat mm. and you meditate for eight hours a day and you learn um, how to make loose leaf tea. <laughs> I think that once you learn how to make loose leaf tea correctly, yeah, like you've figured out life. I don't even know what that is, bro. Another thing that's... Self, it's kind of tea without the leaf. Without the... Because it's loose, so it's not in the bag. So it's just the herbs. That's just the fact... Yeah, okay, yeah. Then I know what that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't... That didn't compute. It didn't compute. But um, I would love to do that. Just like eight hours of meditation a day. Just be at one with my thoughts. Sometimes I meditate though and I can't focus and it's not 20 minutes, hey, it's like 10. That's okay. That's okay. As long as you're always coming back yeah. to the mantra. Because life is like that sometimes. This is the meditation section of the show. You know, your mind is, is racing sometimes. They're supposed to. That's what minds do. We collect a lot of information every day. But as long as you always come back to that sense of oneness, that's, that's the lesson for life. Obviously, you watch sports in it a lot. I know you watch sports. Like I watch okay. sports as well, and it's like that's what they. Uh, a lot of the greats got your boy Tom Brady. He goes by that those kind of similar mantras where it's like it's not always about the win and loss of this exact moment. The most important mm. thing is that you keep going regardless of of what just happened. Yeah, when I'm at my Illuminati meetings with uh, sort of the high net worth people, yeah, uh, we have a group meditation together. Uh, it's led by Tupac, <laughs> uh, my guy. Uh, and yeah, we just we just talk about success and what's the minimum requirement of wealth to get in those meetings? What whatever my net worth was, that is the minimum requirement, five hundred seven thousand. Um, how accurate is that figure? Five hundred seven thousand. Yeah. You see, it's kind of gauche to talk about money. Do you know what gauche means? No. Mm, no. <laughs> it's a rich people word. You know, there's certain words in the in the dictionary you have to unlock. Uh, go. You know, it's, well, you probably read the dictionary, it's probably blurred out. But when you got money, gauche just appears. <laughs> okay, I got a different dictionary to you. Uh, so yeah, gauche, gauche. just means it, it's it's not really classy. Do you know what I mean? It's not <clears throat> talk about finances like that. So, um, but high net worth people, yeah, we just uh, we just have these conversations all the time about you know. One time, just crazy, just me is on Epstein's Island. That wasn't, we didn't like, that's just like, cause where we held the retreat that year, we didn't want it to be. And it's not his island anymore, but it was just me and all the guys and we're watching my special. It's crazy, man. Crazy. My Michael Jordan was just pointing out all the Easter eggs. Like, oh shit. When you turn this way in the cardigan and then it revealed that the, oh my gosh, man, it's an amazing moment, man. Work of art, bro. Appreciate so it. You're working on a new one. A new hour. A new hour, yeah? Yeah. Doing some work in progress. I didn't even do a couple, man. Doing a couple. What's the kind of... Because actually, obviously now you've, you've, you know, Amazon special, that's a pretty big deal. What's the kind of... Is it right to say, I don't know, like, do you have expectations with this or like, cool, I've done Amazon, I want to do Amazon again or I want it to be streamed or I don't mind if it's streamed. Like, what are your thoughts about that? Me, I can't, I can't worry about the platform yet. Do you know, I think... Sometimes you can get too caught up in the rah-rahs and the, the ha-has. Mm. I, no, if anything, you just got to focus on the ha-has. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm just focused on making the show as funny as possible, mm. making it as tight as possible. Um, it would be my first... So, obviously, I put the special out last year, but it's a, f a four-year-old show. Yeah. So, this would be my first special, my first new hour in four years. Um, when does it become a special when it's streamed somewhere? <laughs> Is it just a show until it gets streamed somewhere? Yeah, I guess when... But it doesn't have to be streamed. You can put it out on any platform and it's a special. So would um, you consider putting it out on YouTube? I would, yeah. I would. I think, um, you know, let's look at how we found all our favourite comedians. It was on YouTube. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was accessible. It wasn't behind the paywall. So, yeah, it would make sense to, to put something out like that. And you've seen how certain people have backed themselves in that way. Have, uh, have benefited, you know, you look at Andrew Schultz, is, um, Adam Rowe over here and a few other people, they've benefited from building their own fan base and putting it out. So mm. it's, it's something I would consider. But right now, yeah, I'm just focused on, like I said, I just want to have bodies of work that I'm proud of. So for me, yeah, 
Any any insights into this body of work? Oh, going to be if the last one was up there with Shakespeare and and them and them not there. Mm. Where's this one going to rank, bro? I wish I wish I, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could know. First of all, you just need to go watch Black Bears again because <laughs> there's so much juice in there. It's like a it's like a lemon, you know. Just squeeze out squeeze out that juice, man. Get the rinder and then and then. By the time you've probably squeezed out all the juice, the next one will be ready. It'll be and it'll be as juicy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I want. I, I I'm 28 this year. Yeah. Right. The way I look at it, there's no rush. Mm. As much as we all want to be successful as possible and all of that, there's no rush for me to have a second hour by 28 if it's not as good as it possibly can be. Because I look at all my favorite comedians, uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, Chris Rock, uh, Louis C.K., Kevin Hart. You know, talk about if you were to put the list of the names of the best of the best up there, they'd be up there. They didn't have a bunch of specials before they were 30. They were still figuring out their voice by the time they were 30. And I think we're in an industry now where it's like I said, where it's like content, content, content. And let's remember what it's actually about. And it's about putting out good bodies of work. It's not about being the first to say, you had something, you want to be, have a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? I agree with that. And it's also hard in today's day and age to be the first. And it's what are you going to, like every, anything you think you're the first, it's been done. Mm. Like, oh, I got like X million views. Well, cool. So did bear other people. Oh, I, I'm on Amazon. Well, cool. So is this person. Oh, I'm on Netflix. Well, so are they like. Yeah. Also, I think. Like, what is the new thing you could do that somebody hasn't done that's on like a major scale, comedy wise? That somebody hasn't already done. And it's like what I said about planting seeds. There is no... I don't believe... Like maybe if you had your special on Spotify or something like that. Even then, that's just gimmicky, isn't it? It's kind of the same as like... It's not It's not groundbreaking. You're not breaking uh, new ground. Yeah. And it's like I said, I don't believe in originality. There's no such thing as an original idea. Everything has been inspired by something that came before it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a sample in a song. You know what I mean? You've, you've taken a sample and you've used it in a different way, but you are building something off the back of something that somebody made a while ago and somebody made something about something else a while ago before that. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's not about trying to be the most original necessarily. It's about executing your voice. Do you know what I mean? That's what's going to make you unique. If you tell your specific story in the best way you can, it might not be on paper the most original looking idea, but when somebody goes into it, they're going to appreciate the specifics of the story you told. Do you think, though, it's like, do you think it's hot, like, in comedy, yeah? Mm -hmm. Finding, like, a unique voice. Because, like you just said, yeah, I agree. It's like, you're not really going to, like, what hasn't been joked about already or what topics haven't been covered? All they been pretty covered. much all have all in some covered. way by some person out there. So that's, like, a challenge that, with other art forms as well, like if you're writing a, a a script or you're writing a poem or whatever, a lot of the things you might be feeling like, oh, it's a it's a love poem or it's a poem about tragedy. Well, they've been done before, so like it's that kind of. So, do you know what show I watched the other day? Normal yeah. people. Normal right, people. normal people. It's about these two Irish people, white people, man and woman. They're in love with each other, but they can't really communicate. Right. Just an ordinary, on paper, just an ordinary show about love. But then you watch the show and the way they done it, it's the performances, the way it was filmed. It's like, oh, it's unique. Mm. And it's very specific to like Ireland. And you know what I mean? And it's like, it's not an original idea, but the execution has made it prestige TV. Everybody wants to see. So it's the same with talking about topics that have been covered before. I've not heard... AJ Rose's version of being in a specific situation before. I've not heard the little details he's put in, the only he can put in. That's what you watch would separate it from somebody just like, how can I make a joke that appeals to the most people as possible? And what would be the things that most people as possible would laugh at? Be specific. Make it that like, if you disappear, if you go away, everyone's like, I miss that guy. Not that like, oh, he's gone but there's 10 other things off the shelf that are the same thing as this. But even to go back to what you're saying, like if you're just like, oh, I choke. Yeah. What did you choke on though? Like if it's a cocoa puff or whatever it might be, that's that's better than just like 
I know you, bro. A lot of things I've I've researched and studied. It's like specificity. I don't even know how to say that word. Specificity. Being specific is like specific. That's where the gold is. Specific. in any anything you do. That's like, in the high net worth dictionary. That's why you can't say the net word. That's it. It's like specificity. Gosh. Um, I'll but, never know what that word means. No, you'll make five hundred seven thousand net worth one day. I believe in you. Um, I right, cool. Also, what are you saying? Sorry, no. Finish your point. Sorry, my bad. No, nah, I ended my point. Oh. I had a new. I wanted to. Oh, go, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> no, nah, basically, I was just saying that like, being specific is like I think that's how you make the best kind of art. One hundred percent, like because like what? That's why Kendrick is Kendrick and J Cole is J Cole. I'm X. I'm also Kendrick. That's <laughs> I'm also Kendrick. But I get your point in in what you're saying. Yeah, but like that's why Kendrick can go away for five years. Five years in this music industry, in this hip hop industry, come back, everyone's hooked. That's why Frank Ocean hasn't dropped an album in six years. Everyone's like, please, Frank Ocean, drop. Because their voice is so singular, so unique that you can only get it from them. Whereas I don't want to name rappers, other rappers who make the same type of song that's trendy. Mm. But when they disappear, it's like, I don't mind because the sound that they've made, what they're trying to do, there's so many other versions of that. I can just... Yeah, I can just fill them in. So Same. when I say to anybody doing 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 comedy, uh, from my I try and give them up from my experience, ten years in the game, hopefully it's worth something. Anything you do, just try and think of what is the unique angle I can put on it. Whether it's a sketch, whether it's a joke, whether it's anything, what is? How can I put me inside of this? Mm. This video can't take place. If somebody can replicate this video, that's a bad thing. I think that as well. Where it's like there's. I try and write jokes where it's like, if somebody said this word for word and it banged as much as I, it bangs when I say it, something's not quite right because I don't, I, like, I don't think I could read a script from a Kevin Hart or someone and hopefully like, I wouldn't get the same reaction. If you'd say like nobody had heard him say it, mm. I read it mm. word for word. Mm. I don't think it would, it would get the same reaction. Do you know the other day, somebody tweeted a joke that I'd been telling for a bit. Mm. I don't think they stole it or anything, but I saw it and the tweet got decent reception. And I was like, you know what? What's the tweet or the joke? The joke was, um, I clap when the plane lands, but I'd feel like a hypocrite if I didn't, because I would definitely boo if my plane was crashing. Do you know what I mean? So that was just a simple, just line about airplane and whatnot. Uh, and I got tweeted, got decent reception online. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take the joke out of my set. <laughs> you let them win. Because it was like, do you know what? If that's such a hive mind thing where somebody, first of all, you're talking about airplanes. There's so many jokes about airplanes. Yeah. You run the risk of somebody's got to come across with the same sort of concept with you eventually, especially if you're not being specific. Mm. Right. So I was like, you know what? Unless I might, what I might do is I might take that joke and really build on it. Add stuff to it. Add about anxiety on airplanes. Try and make it personal. Mm. But that line there, I was like, you know what? If somebody else has been able to think of pretty much the exact same wording and I'm, you know, trusting that they didn't see me say it, that's a bad thing. Mm. That's a bad thing right there. It means the joke, it, it was not original enough. I didn't put enough of my voice in it. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it was pretty much the exact same wording as how I was saying it on stage. And not, the cynic in me could be like, man, I got to keep that joke. I got to tell him, stop doing it. I was like, no, write something better. I posted a joke online and I got comments like, yeah, I'm going I'm to use this one. Like, I'm going to go tell my girlfriend. I'm like, no, nah, please <laughs> show her my clip. <laughs> show me saying it and... Tag me, tag me. Yeah, like DM it to her. But cool, we got to wrap up soon, yeah? Quickly, let them know. Let them know about your podcast, B-Tech Philosophers. Obviously, you, they just, just had... you just did that. You just let them know. You just let them know. What can they expect? Oh, sorry. come across it already. Oh, I... You know what? Actually, I was, I was talking to one of my friends and he's like, oh, who you got on next? Uh, no, actually, he was like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to his podcast. Do you know B-Tech Philosophers? I was like, oh, what was that? Wow. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. I was like, yeah, he's coming on, on this one. Oh, wow. I'm let so them proud. Let know about your podcast. Yeah, B-Tech Philosophers is me and Elliot still, two, two young comics in the game. And it's basically just a, a space for disaffected young men. Um, to come and listen. And it's affecting. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? I'm not quite sure on the. <laughs> we want men to not be um, killing people, and we want them to come listen to laughter, and we talk about life and comedy and and what it means to be a man in the 21st century. We haven't figured out that, but mainly it's also we just talk about. We try and add a philo philosophical lens 
to whatever story of the week we've got going on. Um, but uh, we actually are not just disaffected men. We have um, disaffected women too. All, all loners, incels and femcels are welcome uh, and BTEC and everyone outside of that scope as well. So come listen to that. It's on all... Uh, all good uh, platform. I love how you said good. Uh, so fuck Amazon, fuck Deezer. We ain't fucking with you guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, come check it out. Come watch my special on Amazon Prime, Black Bears Matter, the greatest piece of British literature since Jane Austen. Um, Jane, There's actually a quote from Jane Austen where she says, fucking blew my mind when I saw it. That's a quote on the poster. You know, usually I say that, I ask people to just plug their socials and that at the end, but how can you top that ending as an ending? Jane Austen fucks on my shit, so if you don't, there you go. You better than the, what did she write? Pride and Prejudice? I don't know, bro. So if you haven't written Pride and Prejudice, how you gonna, how you gonna say my shit? Ain't good, you know? But um, also, you can just find me on Instagram, Michael Odawale Comedy as well. There we go. So yeah, that's another episode of the AJ Rose Show. Obviously, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, like, subscribe. There's probably more things you could do to support. Uh, comment, share it around with your friends. In the comments, share step-by-step step how to do the Heimlich Maneuver on one person. Because yeah. that way I could save a life because they don't have to do the ads. That's they could just read it. No, but then when they click the video, they'll be like, oh no, you want the text version. In the text. Yes. Yes. Do that. Comment that. Follow up the Instagram page, uh, the AJ Rose Show. It's on TikTok as well. I'm on uh, socials as well. That's my name, AJ underscore Rose. And yeah, that's another episode. Big up all the listeners. See you next time. That was fun, man. That was good, bro.